What's up, guys? This is Roland Buck III. I play Noah Sexton on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shy Hearts, welcome back to episode 148 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today, we are going back down memory lane to like the saddest episode of Fire ever. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Because we like to torture ourselves, we clearly. Really do. I know. We are covering Chicago Fire, Season 5, Episode 20. This is called Carry Me, a.k.a. the one where Anna dies. Like, wh- why did we, why, why did we think this was a good idea? Why were we like, yeah, let's cry this week? Because we wanted to talk about Anna, because we've not, we've like brought her up a little bit. We've never done an Anna episode. We, yeah, like, we've, we've and this one just Anna. seemed like the best one to do. Yeah. So, as always, we like to start with the news. There really isn't any because we're on quarantine day, like, 5,346.3. There was a little bit of news this week, only in a tweet that we saw. Um, I don't even think it was confirmed, but the rumor is now that Med will not resume filming until the end of September. So it just keeps getting pushed back. In our minds, we've already accepted that the seasons probably won't resume filming until 2021. So it just keeps on getting pushed back. Well, no, I'd say they'll hopefully start filming before then. I assume they're not coming back until 2021. Right. But, like, hopefully they can start filming in, like, October, November. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Although it's, like, kind of the worst time to start filming in Chicago just because it's winter outside. Yeah. Um. And, like, if you're already trying to limit, say, like, indoor scenes due to social distancing, then, like, kind of the worst time possible to start filming. Um, But, yeah, hopefully they'll be able to start filming in October or November to come back in January, but I don't know. Right, and Med is the only one that films exclusively indoors. What are they going to do? Have, like, a season-long disaster and the whole season is going to be, like, 24 and focus on, like, a triage unit outside the hospital? I don't know. I mean, I guess they just have to implement, like, heavy social distancing and, like, not as many extras and maybe less patients, like, maybe more complicated patient cases so that they don't need, you know, instead of an episode with four or five patients, there's one with two patients. Mm -hmm. You know, just little things like that to cut down on things. And, like, maybe we won't see... Like, people who aren't as there as much, so, like, maybe we'll see less Gwen, or maybe we'll see, unfortunately, less Noah, or, you know, less Elsa, like, those kind of things, just to cut down on people, but I don't know. Did you say Quinn? No, I said Gwen. Gwen. We were maybe talking about One Tree Hill right before we started recording, so it's on our brains. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Yeah, um, yeah, it just keeps getting pushed back. I miss everybody. I really miss it. I know I do too especially like knowing now that like if this was last year they would have already started filming like this week probably would have been their first week back and yeah. it just makes me sad uh, and we would be creeping on Twitter of people who are like coming across filming and taking pictures and then we'd be trying to like deduce what's happening and be completely wrong I just uh I miss it so much I know I really do too but I also wonder what the characters are like doing over quarantine right like how's Berzik doing you know how is Severide? What are, you know, what are they doing? What's Will doing on Med? Like, does anybody at Med have COVID? Is Maggie even working? Just, you know, questions. Yeah, well, and I hope that's obviously, I don't know, you know, obviously I think each show has to readjust their approach to their new seasons just because, A, they didn't get to do the endings they wanted, but, B, also, to the world has changed completely since mm-hmm. then. So, But I hope those are questions we get for all three shows, like, answered like i hope even if there is a time jump with each show that like we would still get the answers to those questions right right so oof fingers crossed i mean fingers crossed and if any one chicago actors or actresses are out there you have an open invite to come on the pod we miss you come talk to us yeah yeah i mean i guess i feel optimistic that like the bachelorette has figured out how to film so like it's not impossible for things to go back, but I don't know. Did I even tell you, speaking of The Bachelor, so you know how every week now they're doing, like, The Bachelor Greatest of All Time, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I told you how I started watching The Bachelor is because there was a girl I went to middle school with on Brad Womack's season, his second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely re-aired like all of that this week. Yeah, this was Brad season one and season two week. Yeah, so um, so Charlie's like out doing stuff and there's there's a new member of our family this week, guys. My boyfriend and I adopted a dog and so he's out on the patio with the dog and I'm like, babe, babe, come in. You've got to see the girl I went to middle school with. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. That's so funny. It was funny. I could have pointed her out to you. I'm bummed I didn't, but. That's okay. I haven't been watching unless it's a season I really want to go back and relive, so. Do you want to relive any of them? Yes. Which ones? Um, I'm really excited because not next week because they're not doing one next week. But like in two weeks, they're doing one of my favorite bachelorettes of all time. Allie Fedotowski. I love her season so much. Um, so I was really excited when they did that. Um, I was really excited when they did Caitlyn's too. Okay. Those are about the only two I've really like watched. Okay. Okay. Cool. Interesting. So. Yeah, um, seeing Brad's second season was crazy because I was like, oh, my God, that was 10 years ago. I'm so old. But, yeah. So. I know. It's bonkers. So, anyway, <sighs> welcome to meet us at the Bachelor Talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I say as I sip out of my Bachelor wine glass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, that's all the really all the news we've got. There's really not much going on. Um, but you guys are really good. Anytime you see something, just send it our way. We appreciate it. And, you know, we're trying to keep ourselves busy so we don't always see the news. So thank you for sending that our way or sending that our way. But without further ado, I guess we will move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Just rip off the band-aid. Rip that band-aid off. All right. We are covering Chicago Fire, season five, episode 20. This is called Carry Me. Oh, okay. Let me share this before we get into it. I had one key takeaway rewatching this episode that I didn't pick up on the first time. Would you like to know what that is? Uh, yes. Tell me. This is the best Severide Eyes episode of all time. <laughs> well, I kind of thought that's where you were going just based on the fact that before we started recording, you were like, yeah, when I rewatched this, I had to like stop and do some couple screen grabs. And I was like, what else would she be screen grabbing? <laughs> you know me well. You know me well. Um, but also like give Taylor Kinney all of the awards. Oh, my God. His acting in this episode is so good. So, 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 so good. This might honestly be one. Of, I mean, it's definitely in the top three of Severide episodes of the whole series if not maybe like the top one I'm struggling to think of another one but like this is like excellent Severide episodes. I was gonna say what do you think are the other two top Severide episodes I don't know <laughs> that's why I'm struggling yeah um I'm trying to think of like oh I mean probably one of the ones like right after Shay died I don't remember like specifically one but like probably one of those something in there probably the one where he watches the video um that's always and just for that scene like yeah um i don't know but like that's the only other one that really is coming to mind right now but this is like excellent yeah i mean terrible because she dies and i feel bad saying it's excellent but like you know what i mean right right if one chicago and these other network shows if they're not going to be up for emmys because like network we should just make our own but actually, though, we should. Isn't there already an award called a Molly? I don't know. I don't know either. We if gotta not, think we about should that. make our own. Oh my god, we should totally yeah. do that and then do it at the end of every season. Oh my god, we should come up with like our own categories for like obviously like I don't know what they would be, but like you do like scene stealer, new character, blah blah blah, whatever. We want to do fun like B storyline. We could make our own awards. Oh my god, you guys, this idea just happened. <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should do that for the past season as like a new episode for the future. Yes, yes, that'd be really fun. Well, aren't we creative tonight? Brainstorming on the pod. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Some of our best ideas happen while we're recording that you guys just hear in real time. Yeah, because why edit it out? Why? Not even. That's just more work. So, <laughs> so this is like the culmination of the whole Anna arc, which I've got to admit, when Anna was introduced after the Dossie wedding and we met her and everything, I eye rolled big time. Well, I wrote literally an entire piece about it and how like... 
upset I was because it felt like they were just going to do another circle of Severide and blah, blah, blah. And if they don't do anything differently this time, I'm going to rage and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I literally wrote an entire piece about it. But that was literally the point we were at is that they had done the circle so many damn times that you present us with a new female character and our first thought was to go, oh, she's going to bang Severide. Well, and I feel like, too... I didn't think I felt like I didn't feel like this after this, but I feel like I would understand if people felt even after this episode that like, oh, it still kind of felt like she was just a plot device because she died and they didn't really get to have a real relationship, etc. But looking back on it and like now that we're three whole seasons removed from this, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like, wow, like that was a to see the impact that Anna had on Severide and also just what Anna's death, like, the turning point that was in Severide's life. Like, it's so much easier to go back and, like, look at it in hindsight than I think it probably was to see in the moment. Do you remember when we recorded the PD episode, the warehouse episode? Um, And we both were just like, you know, this was a changing point for Burgess. Burgess came out of this Mm -hmm. episode a completely different person. This is that episode for Severide. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the fact that Severide's been able to have one, one single healthy, for the most part, relationship since this in three seasons is, like, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. This whole episode is just, like, chef's kiss perfect. Yeah, it really is. Um, an interesting note I, I saw here, this episode was written by Jill Weinberger. Uh, Jill also wrote season four, episode four, the Dossie miscarriage one that we will never record on this podcast because it just... We won't. Uh, But also, Jill is currently a writer on Station 19. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. This whole episode is just top to bottom. It's just, yes, it's beautifully done. Well, I will say, on the Severide aspect, I don't necessarily like the Casey and Canal stuff. We'll get there eventually. I only really remembered that in passing, and it's only seeing Canal that made me remember, like, oh, this is the year my miracle season because I just remember for that whole <laughs> summer, we were theorizing. We were like, maybe Canel dies, and then nobody died. Yeah, but anyway, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, I mean, it's still a great episode. But yeah, anyway, we'll get there. So, okay, so we start off, and Severide is hanging out with Anna. Anna's back in the hospital. Her cancer has returned. And the doctor says she's doing great. And, you know, Severide wants to take the shift off. But Anna's like, no, go. Get out of here. Like, go. Go on your shift. And the Severide we see in this episode, I mean, it's the Severide we have now, but it's funny when you remember, like, this this Severide in this episode is completely atypical from all of the other episodes before this. Yeah, definitely. Like, we've never... The only girl we had seen Severide like this with up until this point was Shay. Yes. Yes. Like, maybe a little bit with... um. What was Sarah Shahi's character's name? Renee. Yeah, maybe a little bit with Renee once Renee said she was pregnant. Like, maybe a little, a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. Um, but that's also, too, that was, I think, infatuation, not anything deep um, in the beginning. But, yeah, this is, like, really the only time we've ever seen him like this is with Shay. You know, it's funny you mentioned that about Renee, because if Shay hadn't been there, I mean, he wouldn't have had the, he wouldn't have even thought to be like, maybe that's not mine. I mean, I like to think that eventually down the line, maybe whether that's later in her pregnancy or God, hopefully not after the baby's born, but like that something mathematically is off or like he, something happens and enough things start to add up that like he starts to think that maybe it's not his. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he was just so infatuated with her that, like, he was like, oh, no, of course it's mine. Like, why wouldn't it be? And yeah. 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 So we get a call right off the bat and squad goes to this house fire. And I will dare say that this is because you know how in every episode the call parallels what's happening in their personal lives, right? Mm -hmm. This is probably the best executed call like personal life interaction and ever 
Yeah, definitely. It's like obviously not every call does that. Usually there's one big call that, you know, mirrors the personal life of somebody, you know, something that's happening in somebody's life. But yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I thought this thematically was executed perfectly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Completely. So this older woman in the fire, she basically runs from Cruz and Severide to grab pictures. And once they're outside, Severide's like, a couple of pictures aren't worth your life. And then she says, that house is my whole life. And so we see Stella. She goes into Kelly's office and he's looking things up for Anna because she she's sleeping all the time. She's not eating and he's just trying to find a solution. And like, again, Kelly is going like he's jumping through all of the hoops. He's going leaps and bounds to just make her as comfortable as he can. But that's also one of the things that I love about Kelly is that when it's somebody or something that he cares about, like he's going to go, you know, 150%. He's all in on supporting them or doing whatever needs to be done to get something accomplished or whatever it is. Um, like that is just Kelly. And that's one of the things I love about him. I love it. I love Kelly so much. And I say that every episode, but it's true. Uh, Yeah, he's just. So Stella basically just kind of imparts some advice and she just says she's like, you know, everybody's got a different theory for how to get through rehab. But what got her through it was a hamburger and French fries. When she says rehab, does she mean when her lung like when Matt almost took out her lung? I thought that was season six. That was. I didn't remember that she was in rehab. Was she in like rehab rehab? I thought that was I'm just to trying to figure that out. You know, it's a great question. Yeah, I what don't was know. She referring I, to? I, can... I meant to look it up and then my day went haywire. But um, let's see. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, but, and I can't even remember her having an injury that she like alluded to before she came to 51. This is why we really need to do an early Stella Kid episode. Yes, we should do Stella's first episode. Yeah, well, I that's on the list of episodes I want to do eventually, but um, blah, blah, blah. Like, was she in the thick of it with Grant? I thought Grant was just, like, Grant was on drugs for sure, but... Um, let's see, is there any mention of rehab? Yeah, hey, um, listen, no, no. Pipe in if you know what this what she's alluding to here. Let us know because we can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. So, it's a yeah, we'd love to know Chicago Fire trivia that we're not sure about. Hmm. So, the daughter from the fire earlier, like the, the woman's daughter, she stops by to bring Severide cookies, and she just mentions like, "Hey, my mom's back in the house." You know, she's just completely stubborn, and Severide's like, "Wait a second, fire was in the roof. It's not safe." Our, our genius Severide, he's just so smart. I love hearing him talk fire, like, and the intricacies of fire. When he's like, no, that fire was here. That means this chemical happened, and that can't happen here. I'm just like, yes, keep talking fire to me, Kelly. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, talk fire to me, Kelly. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, Sev takes a page from Stella's book, and he brings her he he brings Anna you know a burger and fries and of course that goes over well Anna by the way is played by Charlotte Sullivan who you know looping back into our first responder episode last week was on Rookie Blue and that's where a lot of shy hearts recognized her from when she was coming over I was like I don't know who that is but Rookie Blue is where she was so I'll find it oh, one day that makes so much sense yeah so I've seen clips and then I'm always just like Anna but one day I'll find it one day. Yeah. So they indirectly exchange I love you's here, which like, dude, this is the first time we've ever heard Sev say I love you to a woman that wasn't Shay. I know. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's an indirect I love you. But it's I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and they're kind of iffy about it, right? Like uh, Anna says like something about, oh, like you love me. And he's like, no, but I do. And she's like, I, I, I do too. Hi. But Big, big. And so Kelly mentions the woman from the fire and Anna's just like, yeah, it's not about the house. And she says, when you have to really look at the things you're scared of losing, it's not the things you don't want to let go of. It's things like this. And she gestures to like this moment of her and Kelly and, you know, them eating and stuff. And just like, God, 
stomp all over my feelings, please. I know, but one of the things that I love about this scene in this moment specifically is just, like, how Anna can, like, Severide presents her with a situation and she can just, like, easily give him advice and, like, can easily read him and just, like, I just loved that about them. Yeah. Like, I just, because that was the first time it really happened with him. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, wow, like, someone who's, like, actually can challenge him and like make him think of things differently. And like, I just, I loved everything about it. And it's definitely, it's exactly what he needed to shift his thinking and make that change that he wanted to make in the Dossie wedding episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So they both take a nap and Severide wakes up to see a DNR pasted outside her window and, you know, on her wrist and everything. And he talks to the doctor about it, but he just reinforces. He's like, dude, it's Anna's choice. Thank God Will Halstead was not her doctor. But. <laughs> or maybe think. Yeah. 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 Severide probably would have preferred that, but. He, yeah, he really would have, though. Yeah. That's one of those instances where, like, since it. Yeah. That's one of those moments where since it's like exactly what he wants, he's like, yeah, Will. Go, Will. And meanwhile, Goodwin's in the corner like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kelly goes to visit the older woman and she's still adamant about staying in her house. The thing I loved so much about this connection that he formed with Ellie, the old woman, is that she provided a bit. She provided a guidance for him and she was very she had very motherly instincts with him. And these were things that this is this is the type of support that he needed, but he wasn't going to get from the firehouse. Yeah, and that's why he opened up to her right away, which I was, like, kind of surprised, and I kind of forgot about it when I was rewatching this, but I was like, oh, that does make total sense when you think about it. Right, right. And she had a very motherly instinct, the way that she was just able to look at him and say, there's something weighing on you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, it's what he needed. And the, the, the bond, they connected almost instantly, and it was just beautiful. Beautiful. And... So, yeah, Severide just kind of tells him every, or tells her everything. And then he's like, yeah, I understand. And she's like, oh, you understand. Like, you understand what it's like to think you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone. And then one day all you have is memories. And like, let that t- like, just read that dialogue again and just like let it sink in and just. Oh, yeah, I know it really hurts, especially when you think about it in the context of Severide and Anna and obviously like. The fact that it's foreshadowing what's going to happen and it's just like it's like a dagger straight to your heart. It really is. And I mean, yeah, you know, Severide, this is probably the first real love of his life since Shay. And just in the snap of a finger, that's all he has are memories. Well, and like eventually, too, like obviously like Shay, Shay is a love of his life. And I will. We've said that many, many times. But this is different, too, because this is a romantic love. Yeah. You know, like it's very I mean, it's obviously the same but it's different and so like Anna holds a very 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 special place in his heart and like you know I think it really hit him and because of that yeah I mean Anna was able to help Kelly see a a whole other side of himself that he didn't know he had yeah well I think Anna just opened up everything like she made him think differently she made him you know she challenged him in a bunch of different ways like Anna is exactly what Severi needed you know to like transform you guys the man took her ice skating kelly severide took her ice skating i know well and like you forget too that like severide almost like there was a hot second where severide thought he was gonna transfer stations right he was gonna go to springfield like he was willing to go to fucking springfield for her i mean obviously in the end he really valued the house but like it's also one of the things too that like this was the same situation but it was real life and not television like would he have gone to springfield maybe didn't it just you so know, happen like was, that Anna got the job at Med, like, coincidentally? Right, and that there was, like, a job at Med just happened to be open, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, television magic. Like, obviously, Severide can't go to Springfield, and, like, Anna needs to be in Chicago. But, like, you know, it's, if it was real life, like, I don't know. Maybe he would have, and, like, especially because she had been sick. Like, you know, maybe he would have considered going to Springfield for a while. Oh, my God, would know. he have married her? I uh, pro- Honestly, probably. I think if Anna had 
was a lot. I mean, it, obviously, if Anna was still alive, but also, like, I think especially if she had the chance to live just a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, I think he would have. Oh, I mean, hell, he married Brittany. <laughs> right. And which, I mean, that would have just made the whole thing even more agonizing is that, you know, he married Brittany. Obviously, that didn't work. He was engaged before the show started. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. different. Renee number one. Um, Renee number one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, you I know, he, he marries Anna and then, you know, she passes. Oh, why are we making this even sadder on ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> but Lord. yeah, I think, but I think he would have. Like, I really, truly believe that. I feel like it would have been a very walk to remember situation. Mm. <laughs> My goodness. I know. I just, I know. I just, I said that. It, that. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. So... They're on a call. And the calls in this episode were actually really entertaining, too. I don't usually comment on the calls, but I found the ones in this episode. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, Yeah. So they're on a call. And I mean, you want to talk about Bowden being boss goals? Like, Bowden is goals. He comes, like, action movie style, fast and furious, like, like speeding up to the scene, jumps out (laughs) of his car. And he's like, Kelly, it's Anna. Take my car. Go. And Kelly's like, "Uh, okay, okay. Like, Boss of the year. Boss yeah, of the but year. actually, though, he doesn't even, he's just like, Kelly, it's the hospital. And then Severide just, like, goes, and it's, yeah, amazing. He just speeds up to I the I mean, scene. terrible, but amazing. Take my car, go. Uh, again, I always say that, like, Jacqueline on the bull type is my favorite TV boss, but, like, Bowden is right up there. They're 1A and 1B. I don't know who's 1A and 1B, but, like, they're definitely, like, neck and neck. Yeah. 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 So, Sev gets to the hospital, and... Like, it's it's time. The doctor just explains. He's like, you know, the infection's taken over. There's nothing we can do. And Kelly just, like, he goes between letting himself feel all the emotions and then, like, being Kelly and just trying to be really, like, stoic and be like, okay, how do we get past this? What do we do? And when he's like, well, what do we do? And he just goes, I'm sorry, Kelly. And he just looks at him and he's like, you're sorry? It just, oh, yeah, goodness. So... He goes in and Anna's just like, you know, did you see the lady? Tell me about her, everything. And this whole scene, never mind that we've never seen Kelly this vulnerable. We've never seen Taylor in a situation like this. He, I just, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a different, it's such a different kind of loss than Shay's loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it was really hard, but like. We also missed a lot of the initial grief with Shay because of obviously it being a season finale and then there being like a little bit of a time jump and stuff. Like we saw it, but it wasn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one hurts. Like, oh God, it hurts so bad. It just, I mean, there's tears just pouring from his face and like, you can even tell, like you can even tell the emotions just based off the way he's crying. Like, it's the kind of cry where, like, the tears are literally jumping out of your face. Like, jumping down your eye and, like, just kind of falling right down. Like, it's just, yeah. It's tough. It's it's so interesting, too, that, like, I still get that reaction every time I watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, today, I was finishing rewatching it, and I had to go to my dad's office because we had internet issues and we didn't have internet at our house. And so I went to my dad's office and I was watching it like in front of him and, you know, his employee and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, man, holding it together right now. Like, don't cry in front of all these people and customers coming in. I was like, don't do it. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but I still let a few tears shed. Like, it's just so emotional. Yeah. And Kelly just quite literally falls apart. Yeah. And, and he really, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's literally it's it's the most vulnerable we've ever seen Kelly and dare I say it's like the most vulnerable we've ever seen Taylor on the show. Definitely, yeah. I'd say. I mean, yeah. Like again, I think you could argue. Like I wouldn't. If someone wanted to argue like anything right after Shay, like him watching the videos for the first the home videos for the first time, like I'm not gonna argue that. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely like pr- probably one A or one B depending on which way you want to argue it. And the fact that it's. Anna's father that is the one who has to kind of pull him away and like console him it just shows you how how different this is for Kelly because usually in that case like somebody like that is almost a stranger right and he's like keep your distance but in this case you know it was Anna's father who did that it just 
the vulnerability in that moment and just the raw emotion is just like yeah it's it's, yeah well and something we kind of skipped over too like one of the things that i loved about the scene is that like even on her deathbed bed even in her last few moments all anna can ask him about is whether or not he went to see the lady from the house and he's like, what? You mean Ellie? And she's like, yeah, like, did you see her? And he's like, yeah, I did, blah, blah, blah. He was like, she just cared about her husband, you know? And, like, he's having this conversation with her. Like, that's all she cared about. Yeah. Um, I think, too, probably because, you know, like she said, like, she, Anna's the one who saw, even without really knowing many details, that, like, it was more than just the house to her. And I think she probably knew somehow that, like, it, Severide was going to find comfort in that woman and, like how important she would become to him mm-hmm. in, you know, her death. And so, like, the fact that that's all Anna cared about on her deathbed, like, using her last breaths was just like, wow. We got a tweet from one of our listeners who, and I can't remember who at the moment, but they said they were like, Anna deserves way more respect than we give her. She, and, I mean, yeah, she really does. It is completely true. I, th- yeah, this woman did more for this character than, you know, a lot of people have who have been on the show for, you know, all of the seasons. So, it, yeah, it's completely right. I think it was Jessica. I don't remember. But, yeah, Anna deserves far more respect than we get her. And I will say, I mean, I, I don't want to say I underestimated her. I just came in not liking her immediately because I knew they were going to repeat the circle, which I now regret doing. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just wow, and it's also kind of the crazy thing too because I'd also argue that there's never really been a minor character or recurring character that has had such an impact on the show. I think you're right. Like I think Anna is by far the most impactful recurring character. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So after this scene, we pick back up and everybody at 51 is over to Severides. I remember seeing the promo pictures for this episode. And of course, they didn't tell us like, hey, this is the episode when Anna dies. But I remember seeing the promo photos and just being like, Kelly looks so sad. Just so sad. Yeah, it's like, who hurt you? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. The writers. Um. (laughs) <laughs> no but seriously like major props to jill weinberger on this episode it was chef's kiss yeah yeah so good but yeah and so you know kelly's just kind of like staring out the window while everybody's at the at the house he's just and you see it in his face he is numb in this moment just a shadow he doesn't of know he what was. to do yeah yeah he doesn't know what to do because the only time he's ever gone through something like this is with shay mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Would you say one hurts more than the other for Kelly? I think they're different. I think it's hard to compare. True. Like, especially, too, because Shay is someone who not only was his best friend, but, like, he roomed with. He, you know, was just going to help her have a baby. He's known her longer. Just, like, all these things. And, like, that was Severide's person for so long. Mm-hmm. And then Anna, obviously, he knew for a short amount of time, but it was just so different. Like, I think it's hard to compare the two. Yeah, and you're right that it, it was two different types of love. Yeah, I think that's why you really can't compare them. Right. I'm sure with Anna's death, this one is just, like salt in the wound right because i mean the you know the the gaping hole from shay that never really truly closes and so this was just like another hit yeah definitely i think it makes it 10 times harder for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so everybody decides to leave and give kelly some space but I'm, i'm glad stella stayed there are times when you know severide might think like people think severide needs space but he needs somebody he tries to be stubborn yeah for sure mm-hmm and Stella stays for a second. She sits down next to him and she hands him everything from Anna's bulletin board because Anna just says like, or Anna's dad said that she would want him to have it. And it's pictures of them. It's pictures of Anna, you know, things like that. My question for you is, do you think he still has that? Definitely. Like, not under the bed, but. I'm sure in a box somewhere he has them. With probably, yeah, next to, like, his stuff from Shay. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. And still, it is one of those. Yeah. And I think it is one of those things, though, that, like, because it's a television show, we never obviously really hear that much more about either Shay or Anna. Um, You know, there obviously is the one episode in season six where the wing is named after Anna and Stella and Severide go and look at it and whatever. Um, Well, you don't really hear much about either one of them. But, like, I would like to think that he probably has at least one picture of both of them somewhere in his place. Yeah. He like, I would does. like to think that just because it's separate in the way that both or those people impacted his life. Like, I would like to think he has that. And we just don't see it. So, right. Right. That breaks my heart a little bit that he's got, you know, a, a collection of loved ones now who are gone. Well, and when you think about Benny too. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I was saying. Benny. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Hamilton reference in there, but I'll refrain. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Well, that and if I'm the reason, if he's the reason I'm still alive, you know, from wait for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, the void's like the OG on that one. He's literally lost everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that like. But Severide's a close second. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Fortunately. Oh, God. Stella, Stella had better not go anywhere. Don't jinx it, Gina. I'm not jinxing anything. At least I'm trying Don't not to. Say it. I'm just going to knock say on it. some wood here. If this desk is yeah, even made yeah. out of wood. My oh, desk man. is made out of wood, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so glad, too, because I, 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 for a second there, I was like, oh, God, the episode's just going to end here with Severide, like, alone and sad in his apartment. Thank God it didn't. Okay, so Ke- Kelly leaves on a motorcycle we've literally never seen before. <laughs> just where did he get that from? We've seen the motorcycle before. I don't think we have. It's like just gratuitous motorcycle scene. I feel like we've seen it once or twice. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, who's wrong? Who's right here, guys? Who remembers what? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> it just, I mean, anyway. obviously Taylor rides motorcycles. Yes, we all know this. But also I was like. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. What? Yeah, no, ta- yeah, Taylor loves motorcycles. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But this one, I'm like, the man has a Mustang and a motorcycle? Okay, this is this is random. Also, it's like winter in Chicago. Do, are we not influenced but by remember the Remember that time Jay also rode a motorcycle in the middle of dead winter, dead middle of winter, so. I do remember, know. in that crossover, yeah. Yeah, the one time Jay finally got to ride a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> we, like, begged for it for seasons, and yeah, just that one moment in the crossover. Yeah, he had to do it on fire, too. Like, of all places, <laughs> yeah. like, yep. the fire part of fucking Derek finally wrote it in for him. Yeah, yeah. Derek, if you're out there, we miss you. Please come back to social media. But also do you. If you want to stay away from social media, that's completely fine. Yeah, um, if you want to just email us, you know, say hi. Yeah, say hi. We just miss our people, okay? We just miss them a lot. I know, we really do, though. It's like... Yeah, it's depressing. Every time I watch the one Chicago reruns every Wednesday, which, by the way, like, how lucky are we that it's the middle of July and we still have one Chicago Wednesday? I haven't been able to watch and I'm so, I'm still mad. I'm waiting for my dad to buy me a new TV and I'm just like (laughs) depressed, but it's fine. Did he get you a birthday present? Play that card. No, but he said he's promised me a new TV because my TV's broken at home. And he keeps saying he's going to give me one, but it's been two weeks since I've been home and I still have no TV in my room. I mean, your birthday was only a month ago. Like, you can still play that card. I can't play that card. I got like five months to go. Yeah, well, I'm definitely I mentioned it again to him today and I'm like, yeah, get that new TV. And he's like, (laughs) I haven't forgotten about you. I'm like, I know, but like, I want it. It's a bummer. You can't (laughs) be like Chicago. Yeah, it's a bummer. You can't be like NBA level extra and just like order your own flat screen like that guy did in that picture you sent me. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, the NBA is back. Baseball is back tonight. Um, Hockey's coming back. When Chicago Wednesdays, I'm like, Dad, I have TV to watch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want the TV. Every time I watch the rerun of One Chicago Wednesday, I just sit there and I'm just like, oh, it's so good. Just like, I know. Yeah. I miss yeah. it. It's Yeah, I do too. So after the random motorcycle ride, in the dead of winter, are motorcycle riders not like phased by the weather? Is that not a I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, 
Yeah. So Kelly goes back to Ellie's house and he just like, I'm like, she knows something's wrong. He walks in. He doesn't really say anything. He just, there's like a, there's a bar, there's like a wood thing on the side of the wall where they would measure the daughter's height every six months. And so Kelly just walks in and just takes it down. And then finally just like cries. And it's just like, my girlfriend died. And she just hugs him. And again, I mean, she, she gives him a sort of, you know, comfort, a sort of support that he is not going to get from the firehouse. And so, I mean, again, this whole, like, this call story connects with, like, the personal story just beautifully. It's just, like, perfect. And from there, yeah, Kelly helps her clean up the house. And that is the Severide story. But the Severide at the end of this episode is not the Severide who started it. Yeah, it really isn't. No. And we, we they do they do address his grief throughout the next couple episodes, right? I think so. I it's been a while since I've watched like the end of season 5. That's, that's not this episode, so. That finale don't is really kind remember. of maddening. I will give you that. Like Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember that much besides that. I remember an episode where Kelly finds a glove or something. And it kind of tailspins him for an episode. He fi- He's like cleaning up his apartment and he finds one of Anna's gloves. I don't remember that at all. That's all I remember. It's like, it's like Anna dies. Kelly finds a glove. You're my miracle. That's, that's my brain in season five. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, there were also two other stories going on. This particular one with Casey and Canal. I'm just like, okay. Okay. Um, Bryna, will you take us through this? Yes. So if you don't remember what happened and why Canella's a thing, basically, I can't remember if this was episode 19 or episode 18, but in one of the episodes right before this, basically, whatever station Canella's from, I don't remember which one. 53. Um. Okay, yeah, 53. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were called to a call, and it ended in total disaster. And, like, our firefighters were there, too, but they didn't get that far. They got, like, some of them got far into it, but, like, nobody got, like, super hurt. Basically, Canel ended up losing, I think, three people from his firehouse. I think so. It was natural gas, right? Yeah, something. I just remember them going down into Mm -hmm. the ground and, like, being underground in the pipes. Anyway. So that's kind of where we're at. And people are saying that it's Canel's fault. And that's kind of Canel's kind of going there, too. So basically, and I can't remember. I meant to look this up. Casey and Canel know each other from the Academy. Is that right? I think right? so. It's either the Academy or it's like one of their early, one of the first houses they were at, like after the Academy. Yeah. Which is why Casey cares so much. Mm-hmm. So basically, Casey and Bowden are having a meeting in the mines in Bowden's office. And Casey's like, yeah, Canel still wants to take the fall. And he's like, you know, it'd be noble as hell if he weren't taking his career. Um, and Casey's just adamant, so, so, so adamant about getting Canel to change the story. And Bowden's like, yeah, I guess I can't stop you. So, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I'll go along with it. So Bowden and Casey go because basically Canel's case is about to go before like a panel and like be reviewed and basically decide like whether he's about to keep his job or not. So Bowden and Casey go down to like the department of fire and stop one of the chiefs on the panel and like try to convince him on the street to like last minute save Canel's career. And the chief is like, yeah, like I, you know, I think getting two firefighters killed is a pretty good reason to end a career. And then Casey tells him that basically the whole thing was actually Doyle's fault, but Canel wants to take the blame because he doesn't want Doyle's family to think he died anything less than a hero. And then Casey's like, well, what if I told you there was an option where we could keep Canel out of it and, like, clear Doyle's name, too? And the other chief is basically like, go on, tell mm-hmm. me more. Um, and so then later on in a different scene, we see that Casey goes to see Canel and tell him he's cleared. And Canel's like, that doesn't change anything. He's like, I watched three men die. Like, I'm done with the CFD now. It doesn't matter that I technically wasn't involved. Like, what I see, I can't unsee. Mm-hmm. 
So later that night, Casey's venting about the whole thing to Dawson. And he's like, am I being a mess about the whole thing? And she's like, what? Yeah, like, am I pushing Canel too hard? And he's like, you know, the guy lost his brothers. And I'm writing him because he wants to walk away. Like, maybe I should just let him go. And Dawson brings up a really good point. As much as I hate, I don't like this storyline, mm-hmm. I think this is a really interesting point. Like, he's like, you know, you fought back after we lost Darden, and you went Severide back after we lost Shay. Like, you're not going to start quitting now, right? Yeah. Like, Casey is the only person Canel has in his corner. And I think it's really important to recognize that, like, somebody sees that, and that Casey's the one to keep fighting for that. I love, I think that's Casey's superpower that he, like, doesn't even know he has, is that he has this, like, uncanny ability to get through to people. Yeah, well, and even to later on, Casey goes back to Canel's place and, like, talks him through the door because Canel won't open the door for him. And he's basically, you know, gives this whole speech about how he's lost people, but, like, if we quit because of the ones that don't make it, like, we quit on all the people we could save in the future. What I think is a great line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so later on, Canel shows up to 51, basically like, you give a hell of a speech. He's like, you should think about going into politics, just like, LOL. (laughs) Back in the day of Alderman Casey. Yeah, TBT. Um, And Casey's like, you know, when I made it back, it was because of all the people in this house. And Casey basically is like, you know, like, I, and Canel's like, you know, if I'm going to do this, like, I can't go back to 53. Like, I just, I can't go back into the place and, like, think about them all the time. Um, and Casey's like, well, what if you don't have to? Like, what if you, there was a spot for you here? And so basically, that's how Canel comes to 51. Yep. Um, but again, like, I think the reason that, like, I think the storyline is fine for it being, like, a small arc. But, like, I think it's so stupid when I think back about, like, the season finale. And like you said, like, everyone's lives were in danger, you know. Everyone, it was like, who's going to die? And then nobody died. And then basically they were like, oh, yeah, Canel just like went off and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so what was the point? Yeah, what was the point? <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? Like, this is so stupid. Um, and like, I think it too, like, I get why, like, it was a new season. Like, I get why he wasn't necessarily going to come back. But like, I think for my sake, I would have liked for him to, like, have come back to 51 and then been like, oh, yeah, I can't do this again. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost died. I lost brothers. Like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Like, that's what I wish would have happened. I know for TV's sake, it's like, why that didn't happen, but that's what I wish would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why get us invested if, in Canal if he's just going to, like, disappear in 601? Yeah. Right. Um, but, like, somebody, you know, listeners made that same point, too, because, like, Anna, who's a listener from Austria, she was like, you know, to be honest, I wasn't too interested in the Matt Canal storyline. I was more interested in Severana. Like, he, she said, but I liked how Matt tried to help his old friend and stop him from giving up his career because of guilt. I just don't see the use of the whole storyline and the character Canal since all that got dropped at the end of season five. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I will say there is one moment that I like in this when Casey and Gabby are talking and basically Casey's explaining and he's like, Canel doesn't want Doyle to go down as anything less than a hero. He wants to preserve his legacy for his wife and kids. And Casey just mentions he's like, I would do it in a second for Bowden if God forbid. And Gabby was like, yeah, same. Just family. I know. Firehouse family goals firehouse family mm-hmm. big time big time yeah the last bit we had was uh the, the comedic storyline and this was a uh, good old crotus and brett i uh, these three like you know how you don't know what you got till it's gone crotus and brett man y- yeah you just you it did make me miss them this is not my favorite storyline like i it was kind of like eh but like i do miss them and like i think anytime i just see otis i'm like Right, right. The, the way that Kara and Yuri were able to do comedy together, like the way they were able to feed off each other was just, we, we were lucky to have them while we did. Yeah. They were pretty funny. We really were, though. But I'm also wondering if that was just kind of Yuri's way with everybody, because I mean, Otis and Stella Steens were just as hilarious. Yeah, that is true. Just. I think it's just Yuri's comedic timing. And anytime you've got Crotus together, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Those two. It really is, though. So. Yeah. But the fact that, like, they separated Crotus, it's just, it's like when Fred and, or, you know, it's like when one of the Weasley twins dies in Deathly Hallows. Like, oh, you separated them. 
Ah, why? That. You made a reference I don't get. Harry Potter. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> All of our listeners are like, yes, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I know. So Cruz and Otis are moving into a three-bedroom apartment, and they're looking for a new roommate. Brett does not even hesitate, and she throws her hair, or she throws hair, throws her name in the ring. She throws her hair in the ring. I've been in quarantine too long. But <laughs> Crotus, both of them are just like, mm, mm, mm. They basically are like, we don't really know about having a girl roommate. I had two guy roommates in college, and it was nothing. Well, it's partly that, but they're also partly like, yeah, we don't necessarily want someone from the shame shift. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think that should be weird. Like, I didn't ever have lived with a guy, but like, I don't think that's weird. Yeah, I had, I had two guy roommates in college. Like, there were four of us, and it was me and another girl, and then our two guy friends. And people were like, you have guy roommates? And I was like, yeah. What? Like, it's weird? We're friends. What? And you just said that. And I'm like, I think of Elle Woods. Like, what? Like, it's hard? Yeah. Yeah. That line plays in my head at least, like, 50 times a day. What? Like, it's hard? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Brent basically is able to sweet talk them because she, or she convinces them because she sweet talks the landlord into giving them three parking spots. But how funny is it when they basically sit her down to like ask her trivia questions almost. And the question, one of the questions is like, what is Baba's favorite stitch? <laughs> I know. So it's a random, such a crotus question. But also, you know, Cruz knew the answer without even hesitating. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, the room is hers. Brett's moving in. But Brett's a little too organized for Cruz, and it kind of rubs him the wrong way. So um, Cruz, meanwhile, has a side job. I've totally forgot about this side job. Because it's only ever mentioned in this one episode. Like, I feel like there's not even a moment where he's like, oh, by the way, I got the security gig. It just is like he just shows up at this random job one time, and we're like, that's not Molly's. Well, it's, like, mentioned earlier in this episode where they're talking about money and how Cruz is tight for money. And Otis, I think, is, like, yeah, that's because, like, now you've got that security job to help pay for Leon's college, community okay. college or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, other than that, that's what I'm saying. It's literally only ever mentioned in this one episode. And then he gets fired, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so there's a drunk patron at this bar wherever they're at. And Cruz is trying to – he's trying to defuse the situation, but he ends up having to grab the guy because the guy's like – flipping the fuck out and he makes him bleed and basically he gets fired from his security job and he takes it out on brett poor sweet sylvie he just kind of lashes out at her and he's just like you can't just move people's stuff around without asking and like he he totally snaps at her and even herman comes to her defense in this moment herman can be a little like yeah. rough around the edges sometimes and say things that you're just like herman that was so abrasive but he actually came to her defense uh and, like, you can tell like, her feelings are kind of hurt. It's Sylvie, right? Like, why would you why would you hurt Sylvie's mm-hmm. feelings? It's not nice. Uh, and so Brett basically puts everything of theirs back. And, like, this is after Anna's memorial or wherever, you know, when they go to Severides. And she's just like, I'm almost done packing my stuff. Like, we're going to go. And Otis is like, please don't leave. Please don't. And they group hug. She's going to stay. And they just say, they're like, things get tough. We stick together. Which, again, firehouse family goals. I know. They really are, though. When I grow up, I want to have a firehouse family. You already have one, though, Gina. I do. I have a TV family. Yeah, you do. Which Mm -hmm. is better. Uh (laughs) Which is better. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Our girl squad is pretty badass. So that's the episode. But I just, I think top to bottom, this episode is just so, like, It's just wrapped up in a pretty bow. Yeah. I mean, like, again, don't, like, looking back on it, I don't necessarily care about this comedic storyline. Like, it's fine. You know, the Casey and crew, or Canal stuff is, like, okay. But, like, overall, as an episode, it's a great episode. I feel like once all of this madness in the world is said and done, I think we're going to look at comedic storylines differently. Like, we're going to appreciate them more. What do you think? Um, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. It's just, it's But I mean, like... Yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I do really obviously love the comedic storylines. Hell, we did a whole episode on our favorite ones. Because Derek told Um, us to. Yeah, I know, but that was still a great episode idea. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I thought this was a really good episode. I just, you know, 
So um, I'm so glad that you guys were so vocal about this episode. Like it's our favorite thing in the world when we put out a tweet and you guys are just so active with your replies and just all of your feelings. And you guys, I mean, literally all of the feels, right? All of the feels. So we got a tweet from one Chicago girl and she said, I loved Severana. Anna showed Severide what it was like to be truly loved by someone and reminded him to live each day to the fullest. 100% accurate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely accurate. So, uh, yeah, Brian, take us through a couple. Yeah. So our friend Rachel said, she's like, I sobbed. My girl Charlotte Sullivan is a national treasure, which I don't know that much about Charlotte Sullivan otherwise, but yes, she is amazing. We've really got to find Ricky Blue. I know we really do. Rachel, I know you are a big Ricky Blue fan. So if you can tell us where to find it, we would really appreciate it. Help us. Yeah, please. Um, We just want to watch it. Like, we just want to watch it. Well, what she means is we really want to watch it and become obsessed with it, just like we do with all the other shows that we watch. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Carlin said, I love Sever Anna. I cried so hard. Anna was so good for him, and I'm still not over her death, to be honest. Plus, Charlotte Sullivan is amazing, and I just really miss Anna. Yeah. Yep. Also, the ship name Sever Anna cracks me up because it always makes me think of a Disney princess. Sever Anna? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, Catherine said she showed Sev a different kind of, a kind of love so pure and simple, at least for me, and so different and much better than what he knew at the time. Also, I feel like that relationship was necessary for him to grow up in a certain way. Stellarite all the way, but they were cute and heartbreaking. Yeah, and okay, so here's a question. Is that if if Kelly's not at this point in his life where he wants to make a change, does Anna have the same effect on him? That's a great question. You know, I don't know. Um, I'm scrolling through Charlotte Sullivan's, like, filmography and everything she's been through. Um because, again, is it really an Didn't episode it. of the pod if we don't Google while we're recording? She was in Harriet yeah, the Spy. Cool. Oh, throwback. Yeah. Um, she was in Fever Pitch, the one with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Really? Yeah. I don't That's think I've ever seen that. Is it really good? I know it's what? Like, yeah. I don't what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Um, Gina. She was in How to Deal, which is a movie with Mandy Moore. And is that Eric Von Denton from Brink? Let me see this. <laughs> that's a throwback yeah yeah i just referenced a disney movie <laughs> what about it um what else has she been in Hold did on. you watch disney channel original movies I, this is like so off topic but since we're talking about it i mean are we kind of too old for that no i'm i the beginning of the disney channel original movies i i caught yeah and then i became too old for it like at a certain point but brink the prime hell yeah um Cadet Kelly, hell yeah. Motocross, hell yeah. Um, Some good ones. Trent Ford, that is who that is. I I don't even know who that is. Allison Janney's in it. So is Dylan Baker. Okay. Dylan Baker, by the way, I I think is in the backdoor pilot to Med. I don't even know who Dylan Baker is. Now I'm going to go Google something. Well, and the only reason I'm like, oh, Dylan Baker is because, again, I'm currently watching The Americans and he pops up. This is a fun game. I could, uh, 12 Pups of Christmas. She was in a cheesy Christmas movie. We must find it. Oh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was good. I remember that show. Oh, he is. He is. He is. I would have not known that that was his name. He plays the doctor. Yes. Gina memory for the Please. win. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh-huh. Dang. Uh-huh. Yep. But yeah, I would have never known based on the name Dylan Baker that that's who that was. Yeah, and the whole time I'm watching The Americans, I'm like, this guy. I'm like, why Why am I not warming up to him? What is going on? I'm like, where do I know him from? And then I was like, he was that doctor in the backdoor pilot that told that random ass story about his father having a heart attack. And he's like, we saved so many lives that night. That's why. <laughs> we digress. Um, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were reading tweets. You were asking me about whether if Severide wasn't make willing to make this change in his life, like would Anna still save him a fact? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think so. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like whether Severide really takes what he learns from her and like applies it to his life, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I like to think she would still impact him in some way. 
Yeah, I would hope so. And Catherine also mentions it here. She says, you know, Stella read all the way, but they were cute and heartbreaking. And this isn't a situation to me. This isn't like Peyton and Jake on One Tree Hill where, you know, Peyton ended the up superiorship. with Right. Right. Bingo. She knows what I'm getting at. Yeah. Where, you know, Lucas and Peyton ended up together, but then you look back on it and you're like, oh man, Peyton and Jake really should have ended up together. This is not like that to me. I, I still think Stella Ryder, it. But. Well, here's yeah. the thing too. I don't think you can be a Stella Ride fan and not appreciate Seb Ride and Anna. Yeah. I would because agree with that. I don't think Stella Ride happens if it's not for Seb Ride and Anna. Like, I mean, maybe they happen again, you know, because they already happened, remember? They happened pre-Stella coming to Chicago Fire, and then they kind of happened a little bit when Steveride and, you know, or when Stella first comes to Chicago Fire. Yeah. Um, But then they fizzle out, and obviously they're still good friends, but, like, the romantic part dies. Um, But I don't think Steveride, as we know them today, happens without Anna. I'm with you on that one. I think you're completely right. So I think... I think you can love both. I think you kind of have to love both, or at least appreciate both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because appreciate Anna and Stellaride. Without yeah. Anna, there is no Stellaride. Yeah, exactly. So Cassidy said, "I think Anna really gave Severide the growth he needed, but I was on the fence just because I feel like every female character Kelly has a storyline with, the writers end up putting them together for no reason." Say it louder for the people in the back. Preach, Cassidy. Preach, Preach. Cassidy. Yes. That's exactly why I was like, ugh, Anna, whatever. But she actually ended up being awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, at Jins Potter, who is a new listener who's been – it's really fun to see her tweet at us. Like, she's been listening to, like, our very old episodes. Yeah. And it's just really funny to hear what she has to say. She's been, like, binge tweeting – like, binge listening to them and tweeting us. It's really funny. Yeah, there's uh, certain things she'll be like, oh, from episode three. I'm like, that was three years ago. I mean, things are different. I know. It's crazy. It's so But, funny. yeah, it's just – so she said, I like the idea of these two, but don't think they have the, or don't think they gave them enough time or development before they killed Anna off. That being said, that scene still makes me ball like a baby and Taylor's acting was hands up emoji. Big time. Big, big time. Yes. Um, and we also got a message from Anna, also a new listener from Austria and Austria, dude. I can't believe like we have that far of a reach. That's so cool. You know, it's wild. So cool. I know. And then there's, like we, we do have listeners in Australia, which is just like, what? I know. What? Crazy. <laughs> so cool. So Anna said, I avoid watching it as much as I can because seeing Kelly so utterly devastated breaks my heart in a million pieces. Yeah, that. The scene in the hospital where he breaks down into tears kills me, but I really love the parts that show how much he cares about Anna. That he spends every free minute with her, him trying to make her feel better even a little bit when he tries to get the doctors to do something to help Anna, even though it was her wish otherwise, really warms my heart. Only to destroy it again later. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the world of being a shy hard. Uh, and yeah. then, you know, she says that scene at the apartment is heartbreaking, but still beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 We owe Anna a lot. We really do. And it's like, again, it's something I don't think anyone realized, of course, in the middle of it. But like looking back three seasons ago, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. God, any other notes about this absolute heartbreaker of an episode? Just, I stand Anna even harder. Same, same. I wish I had appreciated her more in the moment. I know. She really did not last long enough. I mean, on the one hand, it's one of those things because it's like, if she had lasted longer, it obviously would have made the death ten times harder than it already was, which was really hard. Yeah. So on the one hand, I'm like, okay, I'm glad, I guess, that didn't happen. But on the other hand, I would have just loved for more Severide and Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, that's about all we've got. I mean, it's just sad. Sad. I know. So, as always, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's me, Nissan Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything, meetusatmollies at gmail.com. We're watching other shows, guys. We're doing other things. I'm, like, trying to watch Marvel movies and learn French on Duolingo. I mean, we're all doing crazy stuff in quarantine, right? Um, yeah. So next week, guys, this was y'all's idea, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to talk about an episode of One Tree Hill. <laughs> I'm excited. 
I, yeah, I'm really excited because, like, we've talked about it, but, like, you and I have never really gone in depth about it. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're going to let you guys pick the episode. We're going to give you about four or five different options, and we're going to let you pick. But we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about One Tree Hill. We're doing it. We're doing it. We are doing it, which is, uh, it's going to be a moment for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a trip. I feel like we should probably have wine for that episode. Oh, yeah, I have wine out in my house, so I've been drinking tonight, but yeah. Yeah, I have a beer next to me, so um, we're going to cover an episode of One Tree Hill, so yeah, keep an eye out for that tweet, um, and you know, on our social media, we'll basically give you the options for episodes, but um, if you like the show, which we really hope you do, please, please, please take the moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would so greatly appreciate it, because in January is when all of the other seasons of the Chicago shows come to Peacock. And I would like to think that we'll have some new shy hearts then if people are still entertained by Peacock at that point. Oh, also, yeah, we finally got Peacock on our TV downstairs. And it's just, honestly, I think it's a little more depressing on the TV than it is, like, looking at it on my computer. Okay, so, like, legit, I keep seeing commercials for Peacock. And I'm at the point now, speaking of Legally Blonde, you know when she throws the chocolates at the TV and she's like, liar! Like, I see the commercials and I'm like, they're not telling you that this is quite literally all they have. It's just literally Downton Abbey suits, like, and that's it. Yeah, well, we finally, like I said, we finally, when we were, we got, like, a new box today and all that stuff. And so we finally got Peacock on our TV. And I, my dad was like, let's check it out and see. And I was like, yeah, like, come on now. Yeah, it really is depressing. There is, they have like, these, like, channels that play nonstop clips of different things. Like, there's one where it's nonstop clips of The Office. And, like, the only one I have found mildly entertaining is the nonstop SNL clips. Yeah. I I haven't really even watched anything of it. Um, part of me is kind of convinced now. Did you see that? I think you did because it was in our group text that like uh, Mark Paul Gossler is doing a Save by the Bell podcast. I did see that. This is a trend that I hope never dies. I actually really like this trend of like actors from shows doing he's rewatches. Doing it with the well, and he's doing it with a guy from Zach Morris's Trash. I love it. I love it. Who also apparently went on to become a. Uh, a writer on the new reboot which i think is amazing that's amazing um, and so cool um but yeah and so that podcast launches next week and part of me is tempted to just like watch you know along with it but yeah i would do that i would do that you know what you know what else is like more entertaining than peacock right now um netflix has some old episodes of supermarket sweep like the original one from the 90s which is like completely older than brina and a plus like the nostalgia factor is just through the roof. Yeah, I only know about it from Twitter. I don't actually know what that show is. Other, I mean, I know what it is, but like, you know, I've never actually seen it. Oh, it's older than you. It's a total like grocery store game show. But it's, I never, like when I was younger, I would like never understood the point. I was like, this is so weird. Why do they need all those hams and turkeys? But, you know, it it's still like, I watched some of it the other night and I was like, this still slaps. Still pretty great. Yeah, I saw it on your Instagram story. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is still pretty great. So, <sighs> Welcome to Supermarket Sweet Chat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, follow us individually on Twitter if you're still listening at this point. We might have bored you with our uh, peacock bashing and all that stuff. So uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. Everyone have a good weekend. Wear your mask, socially distance, take care of yourselves. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye.